but um, ladies and gentlemen, my mic is not even next to my oh. face <laughs> because the table that we're sitting at yeah. literally one side of it unlocked <laughs> and started to fall and my drink started sliding away from me. It was but I terrifying. But I caught the drink. I caught the drink. Caught no the problems. drink. I'm going to put this a little bit closer to you. Right. I caught the drink. No problems. Eat. Best co-host ever because I got your drink. <laughs> I have the priorities straight. Yeah, seriously. Wow. Oh, my God. I can't believe this happened. Anyway, you're listening to Spoilers on the Rocks. It is a podcast where I, Curtis James Salt, that's a weird way of introducing myself, uh, <laughs> go ahead, have a guest on, and we have to recap a movie as best we can while drinking um, or other means of ways of fucking yourself up. Um, as long as, you know, you're still coherent, then we will air it as I've already had one episode that I couldn't air because the person was too far gone. Not today though. That's kind of a challenge. I like that. It is. Um, I'm joined today by Jasmine. Hello. Hello. Thank you for having me, Curtis. Thank you for being here. It's nice seeing you. I've only seen you for the last hour and a half (laughs) because we've been drinking. (laughs) I think we, um, what are we drinking tonight, Curtis? Um, we're, what is this? It's like a Trader Joe's brand, uh, Grand Classico yeah. tequila. It's a Blanco. It's a Blanco. It's very nice. But what if I made out of it? You have made some tequila sunsets. Yes. So we are doing some tequila, some orange juice, some grenadine, and then, um, on the side, some pineapple as a chaser for our tequila shot. So we've just got the whole rainbow going and I personally am very into it. I'm into it. I've had three shots, and usually I don't feel shit, but today I'm like, Today is a special day. It's Jurassic Park Day. It is. Oh, what movie are we covering? We're doing Jurassic Park, baby. 1993. I wasn't even born yet. Wow, I feel so old. (laughs) (laughs) My roommate just gave me the the look of like, oh, shit. Don't announce my age. I promise I'm old enough to drink. I promise. Oh, my God. Oh, best intro ever. Between the table falling and having an underage minor here. Can you imagine? Oh my god, well, I'd I'm be so traumatized. Great time, everyone, welcome. This is going to be a great episode. Very happy to be here. Now, is there anything that we should know about Jurassic Park before we get into Jurassic Park? Like, who's in it? What are some fun <laughs> facts to know? Who directed it? Okay, well, would love to say that Mr. Steven Spielberg is our director this evening. Incredible. Yes, he, is. he is one of the best, one of my personal favorites. Um, did I you see West Side Story? I did. Did you like it? Yeah. I didn't see it. I mean, here's the thing. I'm a diehard original girl, you know, so the I, I think... The see, best I've seen person, the original. Yeah, and it's incredible. I think the best person who could have redone it was Steven Spielberg. Maybe you'll have me back and we can talk about the West Side Story remake. Okay. I love Steven Spielberg for Jurassic Park. I think this is a great era of Spielberg. Well, I mean, if you do Jaws, you have to do Jurassic Park. You have to. He's Michael Crichton. He's great. With, I mean, this is a great progression, let's say, of his special effects, the movies that he does. Which won the the Oscars. Absolutely. It won three Oscars. I Googled this before you showed up. I love that. Okay, very good, very good. Um, Sound, mm -hmm. visual effects. It won both sound, because back in the day, it used to be sound editing and sound mixing and visual effects. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's deserving. I think it's very deserving. Back in the day, it only changed like two years ago. Back in the day, isn't this like twenty nine years ago? I'm dead. Back in the yeah, day. but like the sound, the sound, <laughs> the sound mixing, sound editing categories We're only separate. became just sound like as of two years ago. 
Really? That's so yeah, recent. Very recent. Okay, that's a good fun fact. They were like, hey, everybody gets an Oscar. You get an Oscar and you, you get, get an, an Oscar. Oscar. Unless you don't. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think it's I, I think it's a huge landmark for special effects. You know, I think this movie I is think it still cool. kind of holds up. It does. I mean, I literally I watched it the other day. And I thought that the actors, like, knowing that obviously they're acting to nothing, if you will, in terms of the fact that they do not have these dinosaurs with them. Like, in the beginning. What? Right. Can you imagine? Okay, what? So, spoiler. <laughs> the dinosaurs are not real. Sorry, everybody. I don't want to ruin that for you. But they had a lot of animatronics and puppets, didn't they? Well, because they, I think they started the film using <laughs> animatronics. Right. <laughs> they, if only this was a visual podcast. They started the film using Someday. like claymation and animatronics, and I think like something like halfway through they switched to CGI. It was yeah. Something... Well, claymation is a bad idea. <laughs> Here comes the dinosaur. <laughs> Not John going dinosaur babies. You got dinosaur babies when they're talking about how they're making them with the. De- we'll get to that later. Oh yeah, 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 I know what you're talking about. And you get dinosaur babies. The cartoon. <laughs> Yes. See, usually I watch the movie with my guests and, and we watch it together right. or I just watched it like um, Christina Thor Ragnarok. If you've already listened to that episode, you should subscribe, rate, like, all that good Do stuff. Do it. It's a great one. Um, uh, I watched it with her, but she was on her phone. Oh, so she missed it. She, she missed a lot of it. Sorry, Christina. I'd love to have you back as a guest host. <laughs> just watch the movie this time, baby. You'll love it. Honestly, this movie, I feel like this movie is a classic. This is one of those ones where if you haven't seen it, you should just to know in your soul that you've seen Jurassic Park. Um, it's a good one. I think it's a great movie, honestly. I know there's some questionable ones in the, the canon. canon. Wow. <laughs> we must be on the same tequila. <laughs> I love that. Um, I, I think, though, in the canon, there are some, there's some hiccups. But the first one is incredible. I hated Jurassic World. That's one of the newer ones, right? With with Chris with Pratt, Chris Pratt and, and, Blythe and, and Bryce Dallas Howard. Blythe. Blythe. Sorry, she's so a Blythe on humanity. <laughs> you're incredible. I'm so sorry. No, I like. Redhead. I do like. I do like Bryce Dallas Howard in I that movie. Lo- I too. like her a lot. I just didn't know how she ran the whole time in those high heels because I personally know if I've been in high heels for more than thirty minutes. I have to. I understand she got a lot of criticism for that, but I still liked it because I don't know what it is. Maybe it's the gay in me, but I'm like a little a little damsel in distress is never a bad thing. And with those heels, you're like, and she's sexy while she does it. Look at the legs, the legs. Like I understand it's like such a thing against like feminism and whatnot, but I'm like, you can be badass and also still like look like a sexy hot bitch. Yeah, you can still own it. You can still have fun with it. You know, I really think that Laura Dern in this movie. With her tied shirt. Okay, the tied shirt, the camp counselor shorts. Have you seen the trailer for the new one coming out? No, I haven't. Oh, she has the tied shirt again. She does? Yes. Honestly, Queen, I think she, she, I see some close-ups of her in this movie, and I, it's funny, I think of the audition tapes for some of the actors, right? And the younger actress that plays Lex, I'm like, her audition tape just must have been her screaming. Have you ever seen the SNL sketch that they did of um, different celebrities auditioning for Jurassic Park? No, that's And Bill amazing. Hader was Alan, Alan, uh, not Alan Rickman, Alan... Alan Rickman! <laughs> um, Alan, the dude from MASH, and he was like, oh man, there's dinosaurs coming right at us. Oh, no. <laughs> it was very funny. But my thing with Jurassic World is that 
they had such a thing as overkill in that movie Mm -hmm. where literally the babysitter to the two boys gets picked up by pterodactyls. Pterodactyls fight over her body while she's alive. Then one of them like chews her, but then the giant sea monster comes up out of the water and then swallows it. And it was just disturbing beyond belief. Like you don't need the overkill. Like literally that was the definition of overkill. Were there sea monsters in the the crustacean period? The crustacean, the... Which era? Were yes. We? Were there sea monsters then? Yeah, there were dinosaur sea monsters. Dinosaur sea monsters. Yeah, I okay. mean, that's like when the Megalodon still existed. The Megalodon. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, Jason Statham. I saw that movie, The Meg. And, the Meg? Uh, the Meg. This one is not in my repertoire. I, I can tell I'm missing out. Meg is very funny. Unintentionally, very funny movie. I'll have to watch that one. Spoiler alert. The Megalodon is not the Megalodon. That was just the baby. The mommy comes out out of nowhere. Don't ever fuck with mommy. And uh, she's huge. Oh, God. Mommy's always huge. <laughs> like, her jaws are the size of this apartment. That's really terrifying. That just really But it existed at some me. point in our world. Can you... Fucked um, up. Oh, my... Yeah, fucked up indeed. Amen, brother. Amen, brother. Yeah. <laughs> All right, somebody's probably like writing on Reddit right now, like, this new podcast is so <laughs> stupid. The Megalodon did not exist. <laughs> um, anyway, other things to know about who's in it. Laura Dern. Oh, can we get a round of applause for my man, the one Jeff and Goldblum. only Jeff Goldblum? Thank you so much. Oh, he was in Thor Ragnarok. We already was he covered really? him. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. You know, I just watched The Big Chill again um, the other day, and I saw him in that, and I was like, wow, why? Close. Of course. I was like, why is Jeff Goldblum just incredible in every single thing that he does? Like, why is he just exquisite? Because I really personally find that Jeff Goldblum is Did I explain? I can't remember in the last episode that I've met Jeff Goldblum before. He would work out at Crunch. But when he, like, works out with Crunch, he's just like... Oh, I love that for him. <laughs> if only like you he guys doesn't, could see this he right doesn't, now. He doesn't, um, he moves really fast, like in a half rep. Like he doesn't do a full rep. It's just like a half motion. And he goes super fast. So it looks like the machine's about to break at any given moment. Anytime. And he, he looks like he's having like epilepsy while he's working out. Jeff, I hope you hear this. And I hope you go back to crunch and you do a full rep. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> <laughs> I do think he's he's wonderful in this movie. I think this is a quintessential Jeff Goldblum performance, if you will. Oh, I yeah. love him Half shirtless. Mm, 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 mm. He's got some great quotes in this. I think that his character is very, very needed. But isn't this. he, like, taken out halfway through the movie? Like, still alive, but, like, not right, as, like, in it. Right, but he's definitely, he's handicapped almost because he gets injured, so then he's sort of on the sidelines. I mean, we'll get into it, but yeah. Right. So he gets sidelined. But what I love, and I don't know if you want to get into this now, is the insight that he provides because I feel like he's kind of like the representation of the viewer almost when we're watching this. And it's like we have this thing on the side of, it's like this is incredible. This is like Disneyland with dinosaurs. But also, is this ethical? Is this going to go well? Because I feel like if this would go well, it would have been done by now and it would have been all right, you know? But he's kind of that person who brings in the questionability of science. And Did you remember when it broke in the news that a mosquito actually had DNA of a dinosaur? No. Oh this actually God. broke for real. Like, I'm not, I don't think I'm making this up, but, it, like, it legitimately someone, happened. Someone on Reddit, please fact check him. I'd like to know. No, it's something, I might not be, like, specifically on the dot, but, like, some sort of DNA from a dinosaur actually popped up. And they That's were like, so let's eerie. clone it. And they were like, let's not. That's so eerie. <laughs> 
I mean, because with that, it's just this immense power. I mean, exactly like his character says, this is just, it's not about if we could, it's about if we should. See, right? and this is why I think that the uh, the newest one, Dominion, that's coming out mm -hmm. is so fucking stupid. Because it's like, I need to get the baby back to the, to the, to the mama baby. And I'm like, what the? Like, what? No, I have to get Blue's baby back to Blue. And I'm like, no, in the beginning, you should just be running away. Like, right. there's a reason why this these movies are, like, thrilling, not, like, I want to... I will say I think these kinds of movies can't have an upteen amount of sequels because the amazing part of this movie... Is that it's timeless. Absolutely. And it's like, you know, this experience of, oh, my God. They've cloned dinosaurs, <laughs> right? It's like it sounds is, crazy when you say it. This is like it. a one-hit thing, though, where it's like you know, you know the clip, you know the moment in the movie where they see the dinosaurs for the first time, and it's just that immense, yeah, like the long neck ones, ecstasy. right? See, yeah, and yeah. they're just like in this state of oh my da -da, god, I can't believe it—the iconic da -da, moment, right? I think that should really be taken seriously, and the more sequels that you John do, Williams should be taken seriously. Absolutely. I mean, <laughs> anyone who doesn't take Mr. John Williams seriously, please check yourself. He is a king. And like that's that that soundtrack and that moment, I think about it. It's quintessential. Were you singing it on your car ride over here? Na 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 na. <laughs> and yeah, that <laughs> that while I was harmonizing with. <laughs> You told yourself that you weren't going to do I it, go, but at 13 minutes in, it's already done. Oh my it. god! I go, please don't do this on the podcast. That's okay. <laughs> I kind um, of feel like I have to. It's not so we got we got it's a Michael Crichton novel. Who, if, if anybody has also read Sphere from Michael Crichton and seen the movie, I don't understand why it got bad ratings. It is a terrifying movie. Really? Oh my god! I own it. It's it's somewhere in the pile of DVDs over there. Mm -hmm. But um, it is a very scary movie. I think. But uh, Michael Crichton is such a genius. I know he's passed away. But um, everybody else in this movie is still alive. So we got Sam Neill, Jeff Goldblum, Laura Dern, Samuel L. Jackson, B.D. Wong. B.D. Wong. B.D. <laughs> Wong. Um, yes. Who plays one of the best villains on Mr. Robot. If you've ever watched that show, I just have to shout out that he... Um, or SVU. Dun, 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 dun. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, classic. That's how... I literally was thinking on the way over here. I was like, the way that you know B.D. Wong, like what you know him from, tells me a lot about who you are as a person. That I know him from Mr. Robot? Right. Is it I mean, Mr. I know Robot? him from Law and Order, but I hate Law and Order. Oh, you do? <gasps> I do. I don't like Law and Order because my parents... My dad was out of work for two years, and that's all he did was watch Law and Order. So all I heard was dun-dun. specifically? No, or? all of them. I see. All of them. I see. Doesn't matter which one it was. Dun-dun, dun-dun. Dun 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 dun. But SVU has the dun 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 dun. We have the riff. You know what I mean? It's more jazzy than that. SVU is like the hip, fun sister that went to the liberal arts college. Oh, know? okay. Dun 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 dun. Yeah, BD Wong's in this. I mean, not really a big role, but now he has bigger roles in the new ones. Spoiler alert: He lives. But I feel like it's lives. important because when he when he is in the movie, he's talking about the fact that. I don't know. I think he has a fairly important part. It's memorable. Yeah. You know, because he's just smaller in the movie. Right. I was hoping he would be in it more than he was, but I think the things that he adds to the movie in terms oh of, God. I just thought of something that I can't say in the podcast. Why not? You know, when he is talking to the group about how the fact that they're all female, right? How they have been deprived of oh, the the testosterone. Yes. Yeah. And it's like, 
Jeff Goldblum is is asking these questions, and you know he says the thing about, oh, how do you know? Are you are you going around and lifting up the dinosaurs' skirts? He really uh -huh. meets Jeff Goldblum with. No, asshole, we're not doing that. Like, he's just not here for the shit. And I love that. He really takes what he's doing very seriously. He's very genuine. He thinks he's about to change the world. And I think in a lot of ways, you know, that's genuine. But Hey, come Jurassic World, that right. whole series, which I just did recently at Universal, and that was quite fun. They, like, revamped it. When I went to the first time to Universal Studios here in Hollywood, They did, it was closed because they were revamping it for Jurassic World. And then they right. got to do it three months ago two months ago um i got soaked but um it was a lot of fun <laughs> i don't know i'm sorry i just i thought that was gonna go in a different direction and i just wasn't sure what you were gonna say and then you said that no i mean like chris like pratt and bryce bryce dallas howard are yelling at you like you're like the dinosaurs are loose and blah 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 blah, blah. Wah, wah, yeah and the sirens yeah. are wailing and stuff like that like, and then you sensory drop. overload yeah yes like i'm overwhelmed but I was just waiting for like B.D. Wong or someone to pop up or like Samuel L. Jackson back. My hands have been torn off. I'm dead. No, I would have just loved for <laughs> dinosaur babies. <laughs> I was like, do we need to say it this way? DNA. Right. DNA. Dinosaur babies. I was like, I'm trying to pay attention right now, but all I can just really focus so on. So if you're someone that lives underneath the rock, Austin, um, and oh. has never <laughs> hey, seen Jurassic Park. Right. Um... You know, I, I think that we on this podcast try to do movies that people have at least seen before so we're not spoiling it for you entirely so you get to enjoy it with us. But hopefully, like, you kind of have a pretext as to what we're talking about. But we're going to get into the movie scene by scene right now as best we can oh, while on tequila. Okay, while on tequila. I love that for us. Well, if that's the <laughs> case, right, then I'm taking it while on tequila. Well, then I need to be on some tequila. So here we are, Mr. Um, Grand Classico. It is from Trader Joe's, and it was the cheapest bottle they had. Trader Jose. Trader Jose. He's my bestie. Um, well, well, here we go then. I'm going to get on some tequila. I'm proud of you. Okay, would you like to start at the beginning? Yeah, if I remember correctly, and I haven't seen this movie in a while, but I own it. Um, it's a good one. I know it's the only one I like. It's a great one. It's honestly a classic. Anyone before listening to this podcast, if at this point you're still listening and you haven't watched <laughs> it yet, I really do encourage you to watch it because it is a great film. Through and through, it's a great film. <coughs> Lauren Lee. Um, right. Fair enough. Lauren, Lowe. This is a shout out. Shout out to Lauren Lee. Lowe, please watch this movie. You need to know. Um, you need to know it. Uh, if I remember correctly, it starts off with cages and they're moving a dinosaur and oh. somebody gets like fucking eaten right off the bat, sucked into the Well, we have to set cage. stakes high. You know what I'm saying? Like dinosaurs are dangerous. They don't give a shit. Life finds this is, a way. This is before Blue. Before Blue had feelings. Before Chris Pratt could go like this. Yeah, like, that. If you guys could see this, right. With his hand gestures being Does that like, mean love? What I don't know. That? This is not. Now I'm doing Star Trek. I can't even do that. You see that? You can't do Star Trek symbol of Spock? No, you see that? I can't connect my, my ring finger and my pinky finger. Try, I really oh, can't. Oh, that's I, weird. Isn't that strange? But that I can't do it. I'm really trying. Can you do it on the other hand? No. For the viewers listening, I'm trying to signal Spock, to Spock, Star Trek? Yeah, and I'm not able to do it. My my pinky finger, I don't know if this will make it into the final cut, but this is really pertinent <laughs> information. My, my pinky finger and my ring finger just, they can't connect. No, we haven't said anything. I, I paused it when I said something that was inappropriate, so it's okay. It's great. We haven't it's said great. anything that needs to be edited out no, just yet. No, not quite yet. We'll get to that later. Yeah. So, someone gets eaten. 
Oh my gosh, you're, you're very right. So someone gets eaten and this kind of instigates an investigation. Okay. Right? And I'm with you. John Hammond, who is one of the, I will say, creators of this innovation. The old dude with the white hair? Correct. Oh, uh, Dinosaur babies. This guy. Yeah. Okay, so he says, I'm going to bring in a paleontologist and I'm going to bring in a paleobotanist. And that's going to be Alan Grant, right? And Dr. Ellie. And those are going to be our some of our protagonists, right? And then I think there is another main character who brings in Jeff Goldblum's character, right? What's his name? Sure. The guy who gets eaten by the dino a little bit later. Wayne Knight? Oh, spoiler. <laughs> Wayne Knight? Maybe. Maybe. The guy who... Okay, so... Typically, I don't allow people to have notes. So other guests that have I'm been on here... i think of what his name is. No, that's fine. But I also have had one episode, and I won't say what episode, they had it playing while we were podcasting. Oh. They refused That's to cheating. podcast. That's what I said. Because the fun of it is But they were already over and half drunk, and I was like, mm, I ha- I'm you're not like, going to send you packing. Right. I'm trying to... Okay, so forgive me, I don't remember his name, but so... John Hammond's character brings in a paleontologist and a paleobotanist. I believe those are the terms. Those are much longer titles than I will ever hold as an actress. So <laughs> forgive me if those are incorrect. Um, and then another character who is the money grubbing guy, right? He's focused on the money. He Wayne brings Knight. in he, sure the big fat guy. Maybe no. That's I feel like it's a different guy because he doesn't come into later. Wayne Knight is the computer guy, right? Who does the shaving cream? He's the we hate him. He He's the one him. that gets killed by this thing. Right. So different guy. Okay, cool. Um, we have another guy who brings in Jeff Goldblum's character. And Jeff Goldblum's character is kind of like a chaos theorist. He's kind of just like a... He's hypothesizing about the moral aspects of this, right? And about like, should we do this, right? What are going to be the the ethical consequences of doing this? While on the other side... I feel that the paleontologist and the paleobotanist are thinking scientifically what are going to be the consequences. Which is Sam Neill and Laura Dern. Correct. Okay. Like what are going to be the consequences. I don't remember their names in this movie. I know that one of them is Dr. Ellie and she looks, Laura Dern if you're listening, love you forever in those khaki camp counselor shorts. You're my hero. Um, The other guy, Alan Grant. I really feel like his name is Alan Grant. Is Alan Grant the guy that's like the Australian one? He looks Australian, but he saves the kids, you know, because his whole arc is he hates kids, but then but he, he dies. Him, then it's not him. Um, if I were on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, and this were a question for me, I would say that Sam Neill's character's name in Jurassic Park is Alan Grant. Is Alan Grant? Oh, okay. With I thought you were talking bandana. about the actor because no, 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 there's no, no, an no. Australian guy that's like, I'm gonna help you guys. I'm gonna help you throughout the whole movie, but I'm gonna get killed by the Tarasaurus. Maybe that is. Maybe that's the guy I'm thinking of. Is he concerned about money? Is he thinking of like we're gonna make so much money off of this? No, there's a guy that hangs out with Laura Dern in this movie, and he winds up in the electrical grid. Remember the electrical grid where they find Samuel Jackson's hands? Yes. Yeah, great. I mean, spoiler alert. Everybody, right. Well, but he, he he gets killed by the Velociraptors. Great. But he was like helping he, okay. Laura Dern. Then maybe maybe this is who I'm whom I'm thinking of. Um so he brings in wow, I can't believe I'm going back to this. He brings in Jeff Goldblum. So they're all going to this Island. This, island, correct. This Jurassic Park to kind of see what's going on here, right? And they find John Hammond, 
who is an older gentleman, white hair, Southern, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> um, and he is created through extracting DNA from prehistoric insects. He's mosquitoes. Been able, right, mosquitoes and other insects and bugs and stuff. He's been able to pull DNA to create dinosaur clones. And we find out later when they're procreating, when we find that they're breeding, right? That's a, a spoiler. Yeah, I mean, it's spoilers on the rocks. It's okay. Okay, so we find out later that this theory, this whole plot of this movie is flawed, as as it would be, right? There's no way this could actually really work out. Right, because the frogs that they're also pulling DNA from... I don't remember the frogs. So they are the reason that the dinosaurs are breeding, because the frogs can change sexes. Oh, I do remember, remember this. Right. So yeah. we think that the insects that they're pulling the DNA from and they're filling it and they're creating these dinosaur clones and it's like this is this incredible groundbreaking thing, right? We found out later, we found out later that the frog DNA that they're kind of filling the cracks with is a breed that can change sexes individually. So they're able to kind of procreate on their own. So this whole so concept. So all the dinosaurs are they and there? Correct. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. We're progressive here, right? So we think that all of the dinosaurs are women. And Jeff Bloom makes a really funny joke about, are we lifting all the dinosaurs' skirts? How do we know they're women? Sexist. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Um, that didn't age well. Right. And it's like, um, so they end up not being women. I really, the entire time I watched this movie, something I was thinking of is the whole time we think they're all women, all I could think of is like, hell hath no, no fury like a woman scorned, right? These dinosaurs are angry, man. They are mad. And they're supposedly all women. I'm like, see, this is why you don't fuck with a woman. Yeah, this is be known. This is just making me think of like recent news that I'm like, oof. Right, don't fuck with a woman. We are the eternal being. Everyone, ladies and gentlemen, ladies, you know this. Men, listen up. See, here we go. Men are creating Jurassic Park. Men ain't shit. That's all I gotta say. I just gotta say that I'll agree with that. If you didn't know that we pause the podcast, it's because we're doing a good job. We had to take a pee break. Seriously. Yeah, it's because we're drinking a lot of tequila, as I hope our listeners are. Um, so we were, listeners, bear with us. I'm taking another shot. We so were... people die. They're trying to cage the dinosaurs, mm-hmm. etc. Then Sam Neill, Laura Dern, Jeff Goldblum all get invited to the island. Show up. They wind up seeing the dinosaurs. The Baby dinosaurs that they have created with the extracting of the DNA. So there's a cartoon that they make them watch to show them what the fuck that they're doing on right. this ride. Right. And how they're accomplishing it. Right. And it looks... It looks super user-friendly, right? It looks super ethical. It looks I'm DNA. Right. And this is what it takes to do this. And it's like, oh, this is very palatable. It's no big deal that we're cloning dinosaurs and we're going to put one of the most intelligent species against And they don't really quite know. Have they, I, as someone who hasn't seen this recently, do they, um, I'm very much the audience right now. I double dare you to take another shot right now. Okay. Party. Um, as you were saying. But they, do they have they already seen the dinosaurs before this animated cartoon? Um, at this okay, ooh, I'm trying to think because the Laura Dern, you know, the head turn moment, and all I can think of, and maybe viewers, maybe I'll relate to this. 
Sam Neill and Laura Dern, when they do the head turn and they're looking at it, right, and they're like reacting to this incredible dinosaur, all I can think about is if you bring some sexy man home from the bar and he takes off his pants and you see a really big dick in his pants and you're like, <laughs> just like that. Maybe you'll edit that out. I don't know that that needs to be in there. <laughs> that was my reaction to taking a shot. Um, so I think at this point it's questionable whether or not they've seen Ooh. the dinos yet. I don't know if they've seen the dinos yet, but the creators of Jurassic Park are making it look very easy. Like, oh, no problem. B.B. Wong and Samuel Jackson. Right. With Samuel Jackson. Hey, baby. Love to see you in it, you know, but they're Is making it says? look. No, I just love to see him in it. I okay. love to see him. <laughs> Can you imagine? Um, but they're making it look really simple, right? Like. No problems. We've cloned these dinosaurs. Look, we've really got the it nice thing out. is that they get the exposition of right. this movie out of the way very quickly, so you can just enjoy the movie. Totally, and I really as I and there's also before, two kids in this movie as well, Lex and Tim, who are the grandchildren of John Hammond. Yes, the white-haired Southern dinosaur baby. Look, if you guys watch this movie, you're going to know exactly what I'm talking about when I say dinosaur baby. Now, I would like for everybody to start back from the very beginning of this podcast and take a shot every time that Jasmine, Jasmine says, says dinosaur baby. Because you will be dead. <laughs> <laughs> look, okay. I just need you guys. Look, I'm serious. I'm serious. For any people who super have seen serial this, right super now. Super serial right now. Man bear pig. Anyone who, oh my God. Anyone who's seen this movie knows exactly the moment that I'm talking about. And you're just wondering why it's necessary that he's speaking like that when he doesn't really talk like that the rest of the movie. No, he doesn't. Um, but it's... So we have... And I think what's also fun is Alan Grant, Dr. Alan Grant, who's Sam Neill. In the beginning... <laughs> we figured that out. Right. We did figure that out. Trial of... Process of elimination? Sure. Elimination. Yeah, elimination. Um, he hates kids in the beginning of this movie, yet he spends the entire film... Protecting the kids. Protecting Lex and Tim. And in my opinion, I think he does a kick-ass job of it. I think... Doesn't Tim get electrocuted? On the fence. Yeah. And then he falls down and... Yeah, because Laura Dern is turning on the switches, right? John Ham Hammond and... Jeff Goldblum are giving her the instructions on how to turn the power back on, which we'll get to later because the power gets shut off by a wayward employee who gets... Way night. Yeah, yeah. He thinks it's a great idea to steal the embryos in shaving cream cans for John Hammond's competitor, right? Because, of course, when there's success... There's a competitor. There has to be a competitor. There has to be some conflict, right? I so. happen to own another island as well that I want dinosaurs to be on. Absolutely. Who wouldn't? It's a competitive market. We can't let there be a monopoly. So how can we transport these, these embryos? Well, we can put them in the bottom of shaving cream cans, Curtis. And although we have to get them back to, to Santa Ana or San Jose or whatever part of California they're going back to in a certain amount of time... We can put them in shaving cream canisters. And some idiot really thinks that this will work. And he says, I'm going to turn off the security system at Jurassic Park because he's a computer programmer. So I'm going to turn off the security system at Jurassic Park for, you know, 18 minutes or some arbitrary amount of time. <laughs> and I'm going to smuggle the embryos and no one's ever going to catch me. And there's not going to be any problematic issues Especially yeah, the dinosaur not like, fucking catches you. You know, the, the T-Rex 
you know, exhibit going down and him being able to escape. That's now no the, the ride, the tour itself, the cars are already on a pre track. Like, aren't they attached to a pre track? Yeah. And what we don't know is that the carts, right. Our Jeeps are going to deactivate when the power gets shut off. Right. So there's all these issues that I feel like this guy did not think of, or maybe he did. And he said, fuck it. John Hammond. No, 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 no. The computer hacker, Wayne Knight. Oh. Because all these things happen when he cuts the power, right? Including the Jeeps lose power. Because Sam Neill and Laura Dern's characters are in front of the T-Rex exhibit, if you will, when this happens. And they almost get attacked, do they not? Because the fence, like their enclosure. I just remember, okay, if I remember correctly, if mm -hmm. I can do like a quick recap of this movie, I'm going to shut oh, my eyes in order to do drink. Ooh, well, what? yeah, because you kept pouring extra alcohol into it. As I need to. Best host ever. Taco Bell. Um, <laughs> it's going to be rewarded to you. Um, but if I remember correctly, they're like, they're in a, in the very beginning, Laura Dern and Sam Neill, they're in like a archaeological dig before they get introduced to Jurassic Park. And they have all these long neck dinosaurs that are the veggies the veggies the the vegans if you will the vegans the vegans run around them and like shock them and like oh my god wow and then they get the tour of like how this is all done and jeff mm -hmm. goldblum is like is this ethical mm -hmm. and like you know what we're gonna put you on a tour and then they go on this tour of the jeeps but it's like heading towards nighttime and the kids are on it as well and they think this right. is great but then wayne knight is doing his stupid shit right and samuel jackson bd wong are like what's happening to the park right now what's happening right. to the power and then the power goes out and there's another guy too that like runs out of the jeep and like goes into the bathroom and then gets eaten that's the rich guy i was talking about in the beginning that was like okay. we're gonna make so much money off of this and you're like man not the australian dude that i'm thinking of. i don't think so he's the guy in the white hat yes is he australian no, there's there's the an Australian dude hat. that like you think is gonna live throughout the movie being an expert and he winds up getting killed by the Velociraptors. Oh, damn it. Damn it. No, I think it's the guy in the beginning who's saying we're gonna make so much money off of this because when Jeff Goldblum is kind of giving an ethical critique or a moral critique, if you will, he's saying, Oh, well, you know, because John Hammond's point of view really genuinely is we can bring this to anybody. This experience, this incredible, you know, because thinking from his point of view, right, he's really saying we can bring this incredible experience to anybody, right? Everyone can see the dinosaurs. And this other guy's point of view is, well, we can charge anything we want because this is, this is an incredible experience, right? If we charge yeah. a dollar or if we charge a million dollars, people will pay for it because we have dinosaur clones, Okay, and then I, I recall that this is when Jeff Goldblum is like, hey, 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 hey. And this guy's like, mm, you know what, I'm not interested. So I'd love to see him getting eaten later because I feel like he's kind of a dick. How does, so I just remember. I did it again. Take a shot every time Jasmine against does that? her will does the velocity. <laughs> against her will. I didn't fucking tell you to do it. <laughs> um, my body is telling me to do it, although my mind says differently. Okay, sure. <laughs> Her mind's just like, I just want to earn this Taco Bell her that he's promised me. Her mind is like, please don't me. do this. Please don't embarrass yourself. And her body is saying, That's the tequila. Right. Um, but if I remember correctly, they're on the ride. And I just mm -hmm. remember how powerful the scene is. Ugh. Powerful. But the powerful the scene is in terms of, um, do you want more juice in your drink? I mean, that's pretty bad. I might just pour my pineapple into the... There you oh. go. 
I added more sun to my sunset, so it's fine. Cool. Because, yeah. I love it. I love that journey for you. Thank you so much, Blanco. Um, but I, I just want to point out that uh, if I remember correctly, it's uh-huh. a really powerful scene in terms of like the power's off and you just hear like that's a really bad the but thumping, like right. the thumping like, and you think that moving, it's thunder, right. but right. it's not. It's the T Rex. Right. But how does Jeff Goldblum get injured? I think they take a chomp out of him, if I'm not mistaken. Really? Yes. So what I'm thinking of, and this could be the Blanco speaking, but isn't it that they attack the Jeep, the T-Rex, because the enclosure is deactivated, right? So he Yeah, he breaks of, through the wires. He can move about the cabin. Keep your hands, arms, feet, and legs inside the cabin at all times. He can move about the cabin, and he kind of, you know, and doesn't he try to take a chomp out of Jeff Goldblum? Because then he's kind of out of commission. Because he sits in the back of the truck while the T-Rex chases them and they're like, drive, drive faster. And I'm thinking of the scene when Laura Dern is switching on the power, right, back to the park while John Hammond and Jeff Goldblum are giving her directions from another location. But that's farther along the movie. That's super farther along. Okay, you're right, you're right. So true, bestie. (laughs) We've upgraded, I've upgraded on this podcast. I have evolved like a Pokemon. (laughs) Into a bestie. You've heard it here first. You've heard it here first. <laughs> I was an Eevee and now I'm a bestie. <laughs> That's incredible. I'm just trying to like get to the point in the movie where you are, but like Mr. Blanco is, Senor Blanco is taking me elsewhere. But I'm thinking, I'm thinking of that moment. So Jeff Goldblum is injured. Yeah. He's in the back. They're driving away. Meanwhile, the kids are having a horrible time. Yeah, so much for Because they're not supposed to shine light, and they do. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. Sam Neill is like, stop doing all this stuff. And then the dinosaur's like attacking the car and throws the car into the trees. Yeah, this is very scary. This is very traumatizing. But, you know, we're here. Thanks, Grandpa. And this is where they're using animatronics with the car as well. Right. Yeah, and I think that's... I think the movie is... I think the movie is more effective in showing that it's timeless when they use the animatronics than anything. Well, as an actress, all I was thinking about in the scene, you know, maybe when they're reacting to the the dinosaur, the first one that they see, the long-necked one, right? Mm -hmm. And all these moments, it's like I'm thinking as an actor, what are you acting to slash with, right? Are you acting to a green screen? Are you acting to nothing? Are you creating this moment for yourself, right? And when they use the animatronics and they're really building that moment for the actors and putting them into it, I find it to be very Did you ever see Gravity with Sandra Bullock? Of course, of course. Did you ever see the making of it, how they put her in the in the spin crane, but they had like space on the screens? Yes. So they have developed that further with the Batman that I was telling you that you have to watch, which anybody I recommend watch the Batman. I saw it four times in the theater. Saud Althani, this is for you. My Batman King, this shout out moment is for you. Love you. But like the thing that you have to understand with that movie as I watched the two hour making of it on the, on the digital release mm-hmm. is that they use these systems where they develop the screens And when they're standing on a skyscraper that's, like, being folded, like, where the bat signal is... Right. It's actually surrounded by a bunch of LED screens that digitally project the entire city, and they can control the lighting of it. That's incredible. So they can suddenly sync it from morning to daytime to night to sunset, 
and they do it on these screens. And Zoe Kravitz was like, this is insane. I'm acting. I look like I'm on top of like a 50 story building right. on this thing that hasn't been completed with the bat signal. And I'm really only just, you know, five feet off the ground in the studio and they can control all the lighting this way. And that's exactly what it's thing making me think of this Jurassic Park moment. It's just in terms Absolutely. of how crazy the technology has actually developed. I'm geeking out. I'm drunk, but I'm geeking no, out. No, I mean, it's really, when you think about it, it's like Jurassic Park in a lot of ways was kind of the start of a new era. And when you think about it, it was the start of CGI for real. Absolutely. When you think about it from a filmmaking perspective, this is a big deal, you guys. Like when we think about the movies that we see today that maybe we take for granted, the effects Batman. that they have, we did not always have these. You know, and as recently as less than 30 years ago, we were working with more guerrilla techniques in terms of CGI and creating these environments. And when you think about how far we've evolved, it's incredible. Yeah. I really think it is. I mean, I'm one of the things, one of the reasons I'm an actor is because I love the process of filmmaking, right? And I think it's incredible that less than 30 years ago, we were using these tactics and these methods to create these Miniatures. worlds. Absolutely. And I think that's fantastic. And one of the amazing parts of Jurassic Park is this moment with this filmmaking was really a turning point in terms of the behind the scenes filmmaking aspect with special effects and what we could do. And I will forever love Steven Spielberg for making great use of the animatronics with Jaws and with some other projects, but with moving with the times and utilizing these techniques that were not well-known, that were not very mainstream, utilizing them and changing the culture of oh, filmmaking yeah. forever, you know? And we think about it now and it's like, oh, of course, you know, they're just going to CGI it in. No big deal, you know? And it's like less than 30 years ago, this really was, you know, life-changing. This was incredible you know this was this was fantastic and this movie specifically you're able to see not only with the actors reaction but you're keenly aware of the fact that they're acting to maybe nothing right mm -hmm. and these these incredible creatures are being cgi'd in and they're beautiful they're beautiful representation of the dinosaurs you know and when you see the full film together you're like oh my god you really believe that you are in Jurassic Park with some dinosaur clones <laughs> as Laura Dern and Samuel. You know what I mean? It's like now Laura Dern at this point. Let me just point out has already gone ahead. I know we're we're not doing the best with scene by scene, but we're giving no, you no, a pretty no. good summary. We are. Um, we're trying. Is that yeah? We're trying. Is that you try it with Trader Joe's tequila? It's not the greatest, <laughs> but um, if you've heard our sound effects from drinking it, right? But yeah. um. She's already stuck her her hands up a triceratops's asshole. With you're gonna poop. you're gonna wash your hands before eating, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh -huh. yeah That's such a good one. Does it's she so use his gloves, or is she just like? No, I feel I I just for some reason have a visceral memory of her barehanding it, which is mad respect, Laura Dern. If you're listening, mad respect. I don't feel like she's. It's it's weird because I feel like. Jeff Goldblum is set up to be somewhat more of a lead than she is in this movie. And then when he kind of gets decommissioned, she suddenly takes over as more of a lead. Well, in the book, she's less of a lead than she is in the movie. Um, and I agree with you where I feel like Jeff Goldblum is set up to kind of be a lead character. And then all of a sudden, it's kind of like a red herring, if you will, where he's yeah. taken out. And you're not expecting it. 
And then here comes this badass woman who, when she gets the power back on in some later scene where, you know, she is being instructed by John Hammond, right? She's being coached, but she does get the power back She's on. She's being for, coached by the old guy, John Hammond? Yes, to get the power back on, right? That's the scene when she's turning on the switches and you're getting that anxiety of, will Timmy get off the fence in time before he gets shocked? Which, of course, he doesn't, right? And then Samuel catches him and, you know, that whole scene. But Laura Dern is really pivotal in this. She's She's very, very pivotal. She is running with wounds she is a bad bitch she is making it happen miss paleo botanist i mean i know that that's plants and that's prehistoric but girl that is all that i know <laughs> this is a smart woman who is serving serving in some khaki shorts all right so the and move she's this the lead. to move this someone along is that if i if i'm remembering correctly we got to this point where the 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 power's gone out. Mm -hmm. She's working on restoring the power because she doesn't go with them on the tour, right? Because she's dealing with the dinosaur poop. She decides to stay mm -hmm. off the tour. Mm -hmm. but then she helps them. But um, is that the kid, the poor kid, Tim? Tim. Winds up getting electrocuted. Yep, they Samuel get, catches him and he's with Lex. So but Tim they get Lex, launched into a tree, don't they? Yeah, so Tim and Lex are with Alan Grant and... You know, they're covered in dirt and they're running. Unpopular popular opinion, Lex should have died. Really? You think? She was just an idiot. I just loved her screaming the entire film. I feel like <laughs> that's actress. Her self-tape was literally just like... Has she been in anything else? That's a really great question. We don't know. If the actress who played Lex in the original Jurassic Park is listening, please chime in. Let me know your resume because I honestly, for me, Jasmine, I'd love that for you. I hope you went on to do other things. So please send me your IMDb. <laughs> I'm wondering. We'll check the IMDb after this. Absolutely. So he gets electrocuted and we've gotten the power back on, right? So what's next? So the power is back on. Tim, Lex, and Alan. Yes. They are on the ground, right? Tim is, uh Right, he just got electrocuted. He's got thrown off the fence. What happened? The car next? falls through the tree because mm -hmm, it mm -hmm. gets launched by the T Rex right. into the tree. Right. They manage to, to climb out of the tree just mm -hmm. in time. Yes, and just then, in time. Always. This whole movie is the three of them are just in time. But luckily, they managed to chill with all the vegetors. Classic. Oh yeah, just all the vegans their plants, eating their quinoa. They're probably at <laughs> quinoa. Sweet Green, just vibing. I love that for them. Good for them. Good for them. <laughs> we're all friends here. <laughs> yeah, we're all friends here. Very good. Very good. So they're chilling with the vegan sauruses. And then from there. Meanwhile, if I remember, they have to restore the power again. And this is where Samuel L. Jackson gets eaten. Has, has, what's his name with the shaving cream cans? Has he already died yet? In the rain, in the pouring rain, you know, he crashes the Jeep. And he gets eaten by the... Yeah, the... Right. Yeah. The one that shoots out his face like a beta fighting fish. Right. And with acid. The thing. Right. And it yes. just lands on him. Right. Okay. So, so one of our villains has already died. Great for us. We love that for us. If, so, if you're... If you're thinking that this episode of Spoilers and the Rocks is going to scene by scene spoil this whole movie for you... We apologize. It's not. It's we actually really living yeah, for you to go ahead and 
do it. Yeah, it's moment to moment. I really encourage you to watch the movie and then try to follow us. Take a <laughs> shot every time we skip a scene and then go back to it. You'd be dead. Right, <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> there you go. You have to take another shot because I did the thing. <laughs> Unless you're in a sauna. Unless you're in a sauna, please don't. Um, inside joke, inside joke. Um, so we're getting towards the end of the film, right? Already? I think. We have to be, right? Samuel L. Jackson is dead. The villain is dead. My Australian man that you can't remember is dead. He's dead. Clearly not important to me, which I'm so sorry about. I'm going to I'm gonna IMDb him afterwards. I'm going to be really ashamed. He's dead. Um, Lord Ern's gotten the power back on. So what I remember, and this is after I am just... Were you drinking while you watched this movie? No, because I really, honestly, I enjoyed this movie sober. This is a good movie. It is. But I remember is throughout the whole movie, you have the dunk, dunk, dunk of the T-Rex coming, right? And you can see the water moving and you know it's coming. But the T-Rex wasn't the biggest villain in this movie. Right. It was the Who Velociraptors. Was the Velociraptors. Because they could open doors. So they're smart. So it's one smart species versus another with little arms that couldn't do push-ups i love, I love that, that you're sympathetic like, to our villain yeah you're sympathetic i understand that's okay right yeah so the real villain of the film while not the t-rex <gasps> do you know that woman that like went viral that was like vladimir putin if i was your mother i would have shown you love with the, with the blonde curly hair. How did I miss this? How did you miss this? I don't know. She should be on a video being like, T-Rex, if I was your mother, I would, I would have shown you love. Viewers, at this point, we're going to pause because I have to pee again. Okay. Hello. So we're towards the end of the film. Or maybe the middle. Somewhere in the... Well, I don't remember... If I remember correctly... Mm-hmm. They don't... Uh, I should have watched the movie because typically I help out when someone doesn't remember the movie um, from drinking. Mm -hmm. Is that they... This could be my half-pill edible. Oh, now that we're I cut about with to have knife. fun. We're about to have fun now. It could be. Um, Jonathan watched me cut an edible in half. Um, that was so shady looking. It's just like when it's Jonathan, in a pillbox. I thought it looked like a Xanax, in my personal opinion. In my, in my professional opinion... It did. It was very close. I was like, why does this look kind of like a prescription drug right now? It's <laughs> way harder than this. This looks much more serious than it is right now. And it was given to me by my boss. I love that. Oh, I love that for you. Um, is that if I remember correctly, the kids and them, they have to live in a tree. They have to live on the... Have on we the gotten fly. to the raptor in the kitchen scene yet? No. Okay. Okay, good. good. So the kids and Sam Neill have to survive, like, camping style all the way till they get back to the facility. God, it really Where's is just the, the three stuff? of them just it's the three going of them. through it, right? And then it is Laura Dern, Jeff Goldblum, and now B.D. Wong that are the only other three surviving, aside from John Hammond, that somehow survives this movie I, and is wait, very sad pull, on the whole. Hold for the viewers. Do we feel that John Hammond, this being his creation, should have survived this mess? And you just you just discuss amongst yourselves. We'll talk about it in the comments, but I just like to know in your the comments. Opinion. Right. On Spotify. 
What do you think? Do you think John Hammond? No, you know what? I don't even want to know. Discuss in the comments. Thank you so much. <laughs> Moving forward. <laughs> <laughs> so they're so they're roughing it. Alan Grant, Lex, and Tim are a unit, and then we have B.D. Wong, Alan Hammond, and Laura Dern. And I'm and Jeff Copeland. Right, and I'm I'm mixing. Everybody else is dead at this point. So I've definitely mixed up character names and who's actually there, but that's okay. that's fine. You'll forgive me. Um, but so he's we just have, like, my grandchildren, and my grandchildren alive, right. and my grandchildren. And you're like, good thing the guy who hates children is actually stepping up to care I'm going to watch this tomorrow now, after... You're going to hate this commentary that we've done on it, because we've done okay. a crazy job. I'm probably it. not going to watch it tomorrow. I want to watch The Staircase with Colin <laughs> Firth and Tony Collette, but Ooh, it's okay. Great movie. Ooh, Tony Collette. Yeah, HBO Max premieres tomorrow. Great actress. Love her. Hereditary. Have you seen it? Hereditary. My Sister's Keeper, anyone? Thank you. But have you seen Hereditary? No. <laughs> if only you guys could see the look he's giving me right now. Jonathan, are you seeing this? Oh, yeah. I'm getting a look. Jonathan, have you seen Hereditary? Uh, I have not. See? Okay, I'm not alone in this room. I am probably... Am I perhaps the drunkest in this room? Mm, no. I'm probably right behind you. I love that. I love that. How do we get to the end of this movie? How do we get to... Hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay. Hereditary is probably one of the best horror movies of the last three decades combined. The last three decades. That's a really big claim, Curtis. No. Hereditary should have been Toni Collette's Oscar. She was snubbed for not being nominated. Really? Well, then I'll have to watch. It is one of the best horror movies I have ever seen in my lifetime. Okay. Phenomenal fucking movie. That's a pretty... Did you just go... Yeah, it's part of the movie. That's a, that's a pretty big claim. I'll have to watch it when I get home, if I'm still awake. It's okay. I will... Um, I'm sure if you don't remember, I'll be like, come on over, bring Lauren, and uh, see how she does. Lo, we're going to eat Taco Bell and watch Hereditary. You'll be fine. It's okay. So, okay. Jurassic Getting back Park. to Jurassic Park. So, I feel like we're towards the middle to the end... We're you definitely to towards right. the end. Okay, so how do we get to the resolution of this, right? <laughs> I'm, th I'm thinking of the characters that have died, right? The the dinosaurs. The ones you do remember and the ones you don't. There's so many dinosaurs that have attacked at this point. You guys, I'm really thinking of all I can say is the raptors in the kitchen. Okay, just beautiful Opening performances up doors. by the kids, right? By Tim and Lex, by the actors who were playing Tim and Lex. Um... I had a, I'm anxious during this entire part but of the But Laura movie. Dern has joined them for the key action at oh, this point. Oh, and she's got this big old wound on her shoulder, right? And she's from running what? around. I don't know, from some dino biting her, from her rolling around or something. I don't know. Ask from Laura Dern. No, 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 no. She's been chomped or something at this point. She's been bitten on or something. Okay, she's going to turn into a dinosaur. Is her running around just with this, this shoulder gash? And I'm like, how is she just like vibing right now? <laughs> Maybe because it's Laura Dern, I don't know. But so they're 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 we're towards the end of the movie, Curtis. How do we get there? Um, if I remember correctly, both parties wind up syncing up together while everybody else is like ready to escape. So like Jeff Goldblum, B.D. Wong, and John Hammond are already ready to leave. 
but it's Laura Dern who meets up with the rest of the three of them in order to get together, but the Velociraptors have trapped them inside the museum itself, which has a kitchen. The kitchen, of course, the kitchen. You know, someone told me once that Velociraptors... Shame on you. Or maybe raptors. <laughs> Twice. Right. <laughs> raptors are about the size of turkeys. <laughs> so when you think about this in kind of a perspective size, you know, think of the turkey you have on your Thanksgiving table. Ha! <laughs> I don't know. Maybe if he had really big teeth and was really angry, I'd be scared of him too. Honestly, I could say yes. But I'm trying to think of we like took a in, journey a, there. in a scale version, right? If the raptors are the size of turkeys. But all, I, all I'm thinking about is just like this man versus like one of the most intelligent species versus another of the most intelligent species. Yeah. Right? Can you outsmart the other? So you're in the kitchen and you're trying the to hide. The Velociraptor. Absolutely. So you're in the kitchen and you're hiding, right? You're also children. You're hiding. Curtis, as you, are you going to outsmart the Velociraptor? No, I'd be dead. You think? I would be Jeff Goldblum in the situation. To be you're already honest. cashed out. You're already done. Yeah, but I would have survived. So, like, your leg gets chomped. You're on the sidelines. You're like, I'm rooting for you guys. But, like, I personally am out. There's nothing more I can do for you. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. I'd like to, I would like to think that I would survive most horror movie scenarios because they've seen enough. Mm -hmm. But I probably wouldn't be a main character. I would just somehow survive. Like, did you see the new Scream? Of course. Um, so I'd probably be that girl that like, you know, the the one of the the twins, the twins that both survive. Right. I'd be one of them. You know, women loving women. I just want to. I would love to say I'd be a Laura Dern character because I feel like she prevails. I feel like she perseveres, and I feel like she's truly an asset to getting them through this situation. I honestly, in my heart of hearts, feel that she helped them survive. So as a woman who also, as a woman who wants to look banging in some khaki camp counselor shorts, I would love to yeah. be a Laura Dern, if at all possible. You can be a Jeff Goldblum. Love you for that. I would love to be a Laura Dern. I feel like maybe in real life I'm a Lex, but I would love to be a Lorder. Yeah. So they escape the kitchen. They get out of the kitchen. I remember the T-Rex bust through the wall. Absolutely. Being like, roar against the skeleton replica. Right. right. So the skeleton, doesn't it fall on Tim and he's like in the middle of it? And you're I thought like, it falls oh on all of them. Yeah. And he's like, Arr! and then it falls. Poor Tim takes a the most beating out Tim of everybody out of the, the movie. Tim just shit kicked out of him. Right. I feel like As he's kids should. traumatized in this <laughs> film, right? Okay, so we're in the kitchen. This is happening. Is this when the T-Rex is eating the Velociraptor, but another Velociraptor goes chomp, like, on his neck, like, hey, bitch, you just ate my friend? If I remember correctly, the dinosaurs wind up preoccupying themselves and right. allows so everybody fighting, else to escape. Right, so they're fighting, and then they run out. And is this the moment where Sam Neill goes something to the effect of, I've decided I'm not going to endorse your park. And John Hammond goes, me either. You know, they're in the Jeep and they're driving off. To the helicopter. Right. Right. You know, Laura Dern is holding Tim and they're running out because they've escaped and they get in the Jeep and Jeff Goldblum's in the back and it's like, okay, everybody's accounted for. Maybe we're all good to go. And I feel like... I feel like Samuel makes this comment like, I've thought about it. I'm not going to endorse your park. And John Hammond's like, <laughs> But I'm so either. confused because B.D. Wong is in Jurassic World and all three of them. Mm -hmm. But I don't remember him escaping with any of them. 
I don't have a memory of him being in the Jeep, but maybe because he's a scientist, he just gets to live because he's just inherently smart. It's like, hey guys, I decided to live on the island by myself, and then I wanted the genetic experiment them for Jurassic World 2, which is a bad movie. Right. But... Right. Is that Lost World? No, that's the second one of the Jurassic Park series, not the Jurassic World series. Jurassic... Lost World is with Vince Vaughn and Julian Moore. Go oh, figure. What a combo. Yeah. This it's is when Vince Vaughn was still doing serious time. movies. <gasps> you know what movie I should have someone do on this podcast? What? The Cell. Oh, yeah. yeah. With Jennifer Lopez and Vince Vaughn. It's Vince one of my favorites. Vaughn. Sorry, I'm just having a Vince Vaughn moment. Okay. Um, yes, absolutely. <laughs> Very tall man. I'm thinking, yeah, absolutely. I'm just thinking of his filmography at this moment. I'm just going through like. He's like 6'5". Can I come back on this while we do dodgeball? Sure. Okay, because I just feel like that's an iconic American. Dodge, movie. duck, dive, and dodge. You can dodge a wrench. You can dodge a ball. <laughs> <laughs> Eldest for love. We'll be there soon, you guys. That's not what that means. Stay tuned. We'll be there later. In the meantime. This has been Jurassic Park. To the best of our ability. I think we've tried. So they escaped. They escaped, and here they are going, whoa, what a day. I'm not going to endorse your park. But I, the whole movie takes place over, what, three days? If it's even that long. If it. Yeah. They arrive during the daytime. It goes to shit during nighttime. They have a whole daytime. Then it goes to shit again, and then the next morning is when they escape. Right. So that's three a, days. That's a really fast Two and a half around. days. Lots of trauma. Steven Spielberg, you did a great job. Honestly, I agree with you. Now, typically this podcast is an hour, and it's an hour and one minute, so I have to say excellent job. Thank you, you guys. It's been a pleasure. Um, I can't wait for you guys to listen to this podcast and say, what the fuck were these people talking about? They bounced around so much, but... We definitely didn't do scene by scene as we typically try to do, but We didn't, okay. but I feel like we really addressed... The film, the commentary of such, some of the characters. Jonathan is amused over in the corner. And I hope this and the inspires booth. you guys to whomever has not seen Jurassic Park. Go to ahead. Go see please. it. Yeah, enjoy it because it's a good movie. I really. It's, it's better it's, than any of the Jurassic World shit that's been coming out. Heard that, my friend. To Curtis. Curtis James Saul. Yeah, that's me. Thank you for having me. Thanks, Jasmine. No problem. Have a wonderful night, everybody. Bye, guys. Remember, the best way to support this podcast is to rate, like, and subscribe. Uh, spread it around. And if you want Jasmine back, let us know in the comments, and we'll have her on back, even if it's a guest host. And I'm the drunk one trying to recap a movie like The Hunger Games. Um, so thank you guys so much for listening. We really appreciate it. And uh, see you guys later till next week. Bye, guys. Bye.